0: Welcome to the RPG After Years, your weekly show covering all things RPGs from the past, present, and future. So this is a a bonus episode that we're doing. Our Tales of Arise review part two uh, ran a little long, so we didn't want to put on another, you know, 15, 30 minutes of talking about the RPG club. So we're covering the first RPG club for Final Fantasy Thirteen today. I'm Scott. I'm Rich. And with us today is... I'm Corey. <laughs> Welcome in, Corey. So, Corey's already here. Corey loves Final Fantasy Thirteen. We figured we'd uh, keep him on for this part. Um, for those not in the know, the RPG Club is a book seg- book club-like segment we do every other week in which we, along with the podcast community, play through the same sections of the same game around the same time. So, the current goal was to finish Chapter 3, and that was due by Sunday, May 15th which is the same day that we are recording this. So, are you guys ready to convene the club?
1: Let's do it. All right, everyone, quiet down. All rise. We're here today to bring to order the next session of the RPG Club. All in favor? All opposed? And looks like the eyes have it. Then let the RPG Club commence.
0: All right. So I guess we can start out with just like some general thoughts about the, the beginning of Final Fantasy XIII. Uh, Risk, you want to go first? Yes. So Final Fantasy 13 definitely...
2: Hits fast with what's going on. Um You definitely have a lot of questions, and you don't know what's really happening. Uh, everybody's in robes, and it's just...
0: You don't know what you're getting into quite yet, but I enjoy it. Yeah, so this is actually probably my sixth or seventh time through this game. So I'm familiar, very familiar with it. And I, I know this is Corey's third playthrough, so... Corey really loves the game and I'll say I'll agree with what you said uh, Rich about how it's really confusing at the start but I actually I remember the second time I played the game I enjoyed the story a lot more like this like I liked FF13 the first time I beat it the second run through I was like I really like this game so uh but what do
3: you think about the start Corey I mean I love it even by like today's standards it looks amazing um it, it it has aged remarkably well um I do like the little bit of mystery that's involved um but like Rich said I mean it it, it hits fast so it, it throws a lot at you at once but overall I think it's a very strong opening
0: Whenever I play this game with somebody and I believe I've I've shown this game to at least four different people now I think before I even get off the title screen I usually explain, the concept of Thalsi and Lussie and Seath and also explain, hey, we're in the middle of a purge. People are getting deported. I know the game does explain that, but I feel like just that little bit of context helps people understand like what they're getting into at the start of the game. I don't know what they could have done to fix that better, to make it not so confusing at the start, but I wish that they had figured something out. <laughs> yeah um so what about the characters what about some early thoughts about you know we meet lightning we meet most of the main cast just in chapter one so what do you what are your thoughts so far on them
2: um I love lightning uh she's phenomenal she's a she's a badass uh you could definitely feel the cloud strife that they went with um and you Fem-pop. could definitely feel yeah it's got fem cloud with a little bit of squall in there because you know squall is very brooding and just doesn't talk much and things like that or it's very direct to the point uh so it was cloud uh snow cocky uh thinks he's you know top of the world hope you know somebody in the discord did kind of correct me a little bit and you know i kind of see the point to it um you know where he's very emotional uh, Vanille, lover just acts like a kid, and zaz is the uh the dad. I enjoy him he's he's probably one of my favorite characters. we don't know that he's a dad yet
0: <laughs> dad figure he's yeah. a dad figure yeah um yeah I, I agree, and as far as hope goes y'all y'all know how I feel about hope, one of my favorite final fantasy characters, but we haven't gotten to the the cool hope parts yet, yeah. We start. He's to still see in his movie. very naive stage. Yeah, we start to see a little bit of that in the next uh, chapter, but that's ne- the next chapter, so we can't talk about that. <laughs> um, what about you, Corey? Do you remember like the first time you played this game? Played this game? What your early impressions of the characters were? I mean,
3: nothing that you guys haven't already already said, honestly. Yeah.
0: Okay, so we'll just get into the what actually happens here. So we start in chapter one. And we basically, like I said, what's going on here is people are being deported in mass from the planet of cocoon to the hell like planet of pulse after a war that happened. Let's see, there was a war 500 years ago. So everybody on cocoon is just terrified of pulse and a pulse falci, which are like, um, enemy gods, I guess you could say was discovered in the seaside town of Bodom. And so, people are so afraid of anything Pulsian that they have decided that they can't take the risk. Everybody in the town of Bodom is contaminated and they're literally being, uh, taken off the planet to another planet. So we open on the train that's being taken off and quickly things go to hell because our protagonist lightning stages an insurrection on the train and she takes out the, the guards and, and quickly all, you know, full-scale war breaks out between the people that are getting deported and the cocoon, uh, military, which is basically known as the sanctum. Uh, we meet lightning. We meet Saz. they team up and they fight this giant scorpion mech. And it's basically just a tutorial for the battle system. But how'd you guys feel about this opening scene?
2: I thought it was great. I mean, um, it's really fast paced. Um, you find there's, there's something I'll talk about in chapter two, uh, we'll notice you chapter three. will make a comment about it, but you could definitely see how the training that lightning has is very top notch. Um, and SAS is just kind of hanging back and, and stuff like that. Um, but there's a lot of stuff going on.
0: Yeah. I like how it just kind of throws you into it. There's a term for that in media res, you, you start the story in the middle. <laughs> hmm. Oh yeah, they did. And another thing that uh, this game does, not quite yet, but there's also the concept of the 13 days that it flashes back to in a non-linear fashion that illustrates what led to where the game starts. I've seen some ver- uh, varying criticisms of that because they don't show you the scenes in order. Um, but I, I think some things could have been elaborated on, but I, I kind of like that system myself.
2: It's it's nice to see like it, it shows characters at different points of those 13 days of what was happening leading up to those events. Um, you see uh, sas uh, events, you see Lightning's, uh, Vanille's, uh, Hopes, all of theirs, how everything is all connected in a way. So I, I thought it was done
0: nicely. Right. So um, Lightning and Saz are heading through this area called the Hanging Edge, which is where the war zone is. It's on the edge of Cocoon. It's where uh, Pulse Forces almost got into Cocoon in the past during the war. And you learn that lightning used to be a soldier that she quit for some reason. And then we don't really know what Saz's motivations are at this point, but he's trying to keep up with lightning and accompany her. So they do some battles. You fight some enemies and shit. And then it switches over to snow, who is the leader of a ragtag vigilante group known as Nora. And snow is kind of like this bro-ish character just thinks he's all that and that nothing can go wrong um he calls himself a hero over and over heroes don't need plans won't ring his neck (laughs) they kind of need plans (laughs) yeah maybe maybe they wouldn't be in this situation if they had a plan i don't know but anyway so they're leading the resistance uh to fight against the military and try to you know get the heck out of there you meet the other members of Nora Godot and labro are in your party for a hot second here. Uh, there's also Mackie and huge, but I mean, to be honest, they're really not that important in this game, but anyway, so you fight through those snow's beating shit up and he gets to some of the other deportees and they decide to have the, the resistance people like fight with them. So they give them guns to participate. Uh, However, there's one woman in particular who decides to join in, and we don't learn her name, but she is a mother who's there with her son, and so she takes a gun. You get the famous line here, moms are tough. Uh, <laughs> uh, Snow's like, are you sure? And she's like, yep. So you go on a little further, and then Snow kind of gets fucked up a little bit, and this giant tank like shoots at him. And it looks like he's down and out, but but then the mom actually saves him with apparently she had a rocket launcher uh, but then of course another tank appears and fires it collapses the the road and a bunch of people uh, fall to their death. Snow tries to save the mom and her last line to him before she passes out and he loses his grip on her hand is uh, she t- she t- says get him home so snow's like kind of bothered by that like. Who's him? Who was she talking about? So that's going to be a point of drama going forward. But unfortunately, the mom dies. Aw. Were you guys upset at this part? I mean, it was a little sad. Yeah. I mean, you don't know enough about him to
2: truly care yet. She got like two scenes.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: But, but is it the motivation? Because at the time, though, when you first play this game, you're like, is that the motivation for Snow now? Is that his motivation? So Right. You also see this mysterious boy like freak out as he sees this lady get dropped.
0: Yep. So, so eventually the military lowers down this the structure called the Pulse Vestige, which is where the Sea is, and it looks like they basically figure out that they n- were never going to do the purge. They were it was just like a ruse to kill all these people because uh, they can't be allowed to live on because of Pulse. And you learn that lightning is actually her target is the foul sea. We don't know why just yet, but she wants to kill it. And for some reason, Saz is along for the ride. She does try to leave him at one point, but he uh, prevents that. I will say the AMP technology, they, they make, make a big deal, making it look really cool, but then like it gets broken immediately and we don't get to see it for a long (laughs) time after this again. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So they keep going, they fight some more enemies. Uh, it switches back to Snow. Snow's like feeling kind of downtrodden, like he can't believe this is happening. He gets kind of snapped out of it by Godot. And so you kind of get this impression at this point that Snow... Uh, well, you learn, I think, at this point that apparently the Foul sea has kidnapped Snow's fiance, uh, Sarah. And so he wants to go and get to the Foul sea as well. Um, so he eventually takes off for that. And then it kind of switches perspectives to these other characters, Hope and Vanille. So, Hope is this 14 uh, year old young boy. The woman, the mom that just died, was his mother. So, he's pissed about that and he wants to talk to Snow about it. You can see he's like developing this hatred for Snow. I was about Ka- to say, he wants to do more than talk about it. He, he blames Snow for what happened. Of course, you know, the drama is Snow doesn't even know who Hope is. So, <laughs> um, Vanille. Takes off her cloak. She's She looks like Pocahontas up in here. <laughs> uh, when I played this with my best friend a long time ago, he s- said that uh, as soon as she took her cloak off, he was like, that's a main character. You don't look like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Vanille is kind of strange, kind of out of place here, but she encourages Hope to go and talk to Snow like he'll always regret it if he doesn't. So... Vanille and Hope steal one of the air bikes from Nora and they head off to the vestige as well. And, you know, one thing looks to another and all five of our characters are on a collision course with each other towards the pulse vestige. And that's the end of chapter one. So thoughts and opinions on chapter one? It sets it up nicely.
3: Yeah, great opening. Um
0: Lots gives you just
3: enough give, gives you just enough information to to get you interested, but it still keeps you know there's still plenty left to to find out.
0: Yep. Um, And there's lots of action. You get bladdles. You start to learn the the combat system, although it's it's really still holding your hand at this point. I think you learn about the stagger system in here. Uh, All kinds of stuff. But it really hasn't opened the gates for us yet. But, do you want to do chapter two, Rich? Yes. Yes. Well, first off, the tutorials. Did you even do the tutorials?
2: Because I didn't. I skipped them. (laughs) We we, we're, we're, we're doing them
3: this time because we're playing with Lauren and this is her first playthrough. Ah, gotcha.
2: Okay, well, that makes it, sense. If, I, it, I if it was just us, no, we would skip it. <laughs> okay. All right, so let's talk about Chapter 2. Not a lot really happens in Chapter 2 except towards the end of it, so we'll kind of go through those. Um, Hope and Vanille uh, crash land into the Pulse Valley building, building, uh, the Vestige. Um, it's it's kind of weird, though, because you see uh, Vanille grabs an item Grabs a weapon which weirdly is there, and she knows that sure. So she grabs that. Um,
0: Hope uses a very unique weapon, by the way. Yeah, it's like a fish hook thingy. It, it's um, kind of sad we don't get to see more of that weapon or Hope's boomerang in the game. So. Yeah, so you have those. So the group, Vanille and Hope, make their way through
2: the, the area, just kind of you know, talking about what's happening and. Uh, Vanille's kind of pulling him along, and let, let's let's find Snow. Let's talk to him. So there's there's that motivation through the building. Snow is there. He's making making his way up to the top. He um, is just going through it as well, just trying to get to the top of it. He keeps proclaiming, "I'm coming, baby." Your hero, hero is, is here. <laughs> yeah, he's he's come to save you. Uh, and then you have hope, and uh, you have lightning, and and Saz making their way up through it as well. And they're just kind of like, you
0: know, trying to figure out how they're going to get from one area to the X, the next of it. This is where lightning reveals to Saz that the Fauci has her sister and that her sister has been turned into a Lassie. Yeah. So which is where we get this concept introduced of Lassie.
2: Yeah. And Saz is basically saying like, do you not realize that she's just dead? Like she's an enemy
0: of cocoon. You should have just killed her. Yeah. And so Lassie are doomed no matter what they do. if they, If they don't, they get given a focus, which is a mission by the Falci that brands them. If they fail, they turn into like a zombie-like Seath, which we get introduced to here shortly. Mm -hmm. If they succeed, they turn to Crystal, which is like a, some people think it's a form of like everlasting sleep or peace. Other people think it's, you know, as bad as death.
2: so. So as all of them make their way to the top, they all converge on Sarah. They finally find Sarah and she passes out. And she's kind of having a like, you can tell something's going wrong. She looks at Snow and Lightning and tells them to save Cocoon.
0: And then I she thought it was Crystal. a cool twist that uh, Lightning, how Lightning and Snow were interrelated, like her sister, Snow's fiance, same person. That kind of hate each other. <laughs> yeah, the first time I played the game, I remember that kind of threw me for a loop. <laughs> so she turns to Crystal, where you know hope, or I uh, hope Snow is
2: basically like don't you know the stories? She's not dead. She's still alive. You know, she'll come back. You know, they're all fighting each other a little bit about it. You know, lightning is pissed. Uh, That's when uh, cocoon, the sanctum forces actually start blasting the pulse valve to destroy it. Um, That's their mission is to to destroy it, get rid of all evidence of, of that as it's going on, the back room opens up and lightning says, I'm going to go kill this thing. Maybe it will give Sarah back. So the group's like, oh, all right, I guess we're going to go try to fight this thing. Uh, they don't figure out how they're going to do anything. The pulse falc wakes up and, you know, Saz is there. He's like, I guess might as well fight. Uh, snow is like, you know, tell me why I could save Sarah, how I can save cocoon and Lightning's like, I'm just going to stab you in the face. Um, (laughs) so that happens and eventually it, it turns into, uh, the pulse falc basically erupts into this would you say like a dream state of some sort yeah okay where the the pulse valve C finally is shown in a big realization um this is anima in case you guys don't know this is the anima and they all get branded in a sense they all get grabbed and these electrical things hit them and then they see a weird dream state of Fuzzy images of monsters and like things happening all around. And that's it. All of a sudden it goes black and you see the vestige fall. The vestige falls all the the bottom and explodes into crystal. And then everything turns to crystal. The lake below. Yeah. Lake Brasha.
0: You also get the, uh, the flashback at the very end here of the night that two days ago when, uh, snow proposed to Sarah and then took her on the romantic airbike ride through the fireworks which seems dangerous but yeah totally (laughs) dangerous fireworks (laughs) Uh, i do like that scene though so uh thoughts on chapter two setting up nicely yeah we're starting to get to like the main thrust of the plot now here um i the chapter itself is a little boring to me until the very end like you said it's like a lot of dungeoneering but it's also fairly short um but it's not nice seeing the conflict between the characters. Are we all on lightning side in this lightning versus snow thing at the beginning? Yes. Snow's I would different. say so. Okay. I'm glad you feel that way too, rich. Cause I kind of thought that you might be a, a, a team snow person. So <laughs> I mean, I, I like his motive. Okay. So I do like what he's wanting to do. I really
2: do. However, he's living in a weird fantasy world where he thinks he's invincible and he's, you know, the hero and you know, he's, He's put everybody at risk for this chick. Yeah, just gonna throw it out there. Yeah, yeah. he he yeah. needs a big dose of reality. Yeah, he's he believes that their love will save everything, and you know it's all that matters. But
3: he's he's so tunnel visioned oh, yeah. that he can't see anything outside of like his own goals. And you're like, dude, like other people matter too. Yeah. Yeah. He's a dick. Yeah. Okay. But also you can you could kind of say the same thing about Lightning that she's just like so tunnel vision and focused mm-hmm. and I mean she can come off as, you know, a cold bitch. <laughs> oh yeah, she is too. But I like her yeah, better. So, <laughs> yeah, there's something about her that you you like it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Let's, uh, <laughs> choke me, mommy.
0: <laughs> oh god. <laughs> yeah. Step on me. Yes. Step on me. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right. Corey, we gave you chapter
3: 3. All right. So chapter 3. So uh, like Rich said, so the, the 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 vestige has falling and you're in the lake below now, Lake Brescia, but everything is crystal. So you're walking in this big just crystal maze kind of. And it's so, really you, yeah, it's really pretty. But then as you're like starting to come to, you see your party, they're like, you know, trying to regroup and gather their thoughts. But while they're doing this, um, they figure out that they've now been branded as Lassique um and this causes you know obviously they weren't, weren't really expecting it but Hope starts to freak out um that he's been branded at a, a and so they they talk about their brand and whatnot and then I forget who but somehow they they come across um the Crystal form of Sarah so the Crystal has survived the fall but she's Crystal so when they see this snow decides that, you know, he's going to fight fate and he's going to save cocoon and hope is still over here, freaking out and panicking and doing hope things. Um, So they all gather around Sarah's crystal and talk a little bit more. And they decide that they're going to like, try and like dig Sarah's crystal out from, from where it's at. Um, But while they're doing this, I think while they're digging, is that when psychom shows up?
0: Yeah, I think um, it's that uh that second the scorpion from the beginning. No. Right?
2: Not yet. That's okay. almost but that's the inner interaction between snow between hope, not hope, snow and lightning where she, he's proclaiming he's going to do all these things. That's whereas right. Lightning gets really pissed off and starts punching him in the face repeatedly.
3: That's right. And then and then that th- so they kind of split off. Yeah. Um
0: after that. And then he but think snow stays They behind. can afford to stay behind uh and by the way i don't condone violence we should solve issues with our words but the first when i whenever i see this scene i'm like yes lightning <laughs> deck and snow just <laughs> get a punchable face yeah, yeah. Uh, so
3: so they they've getting they get in this fight and you know like scott said lightning says you know we can't afford to stay behind and and things go down well
0: uh, i also love the and- line where snow says um I can pr- protect Sarah and save Cocoon. And she says, great job so far. And then walks off. The <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the sass of
3: lightning. You, you love her. Um, so the the group splits off. Snow says he's going to stay behind. And we also see a little scene here where Hope, like, you can see that he wants to, like, tell Snow something but snow kind of interrupts him and basically says, you know, go with her, she'll protect you and whatnot. And so Hope walks off and follows Lightning as well. Um so she's going to lead the group and try to get out of here. Um because we're basically in ruins and there's, you know, there's Cycom soldiers out there and they're looking they're looking for us and we know they are. So you you follow Lightning and eventually you find a ship and you're thinking that, you know, this is your way out well unfortunately though before you can get out you get attacked by a psycom interceptor and why is there an odd owl well oh, uh, you know
0: that mechanical owl that you <laughs> yeah see. the the who who <laughs> <laughs> uh, i will say for those that didn't notice the owl somehow just keep an eye out for the owl it's important it's just yes yeah.
3: Yeah, so so you go through this battle with the Psycom Interceptor, and then it flashes back to to Snow, who is still like using his weapon to try, try to dig Sarah's body out, and then Psychom shows up to fight Snow as well. But how you know Snow's going to fight back, and but he's massively outnumbered. He's he's overpowered. Um, but during this conflict, we see that the the Shiva sisters have decided to present themselves to Snow. And this is where the game kind of walks you through how you're going to, to tame these Eidolans. Um, So, you know, you get this nice little tutu- tutorial and you're Snow fighting the, Sh- quote, fighting the Shiva sisters. And you win. And then all of a sudden, you have now tamed the Shiva sisters. And it shows that uh, the sisters can turn into a motorcycle and Snow hops on and they
2: ride out of there and get out of trouble. They and then... The to do it. <laughs> Jesus Christ um, <laughs> well he doesn't he doesn't take off he basically just captures it and this mysterious woman shows up oh that's right that's talks right to him yeah that's right
3: um the mysterious woman yeah that's right um and then after you know we see that little scene with snow and this mysterious woman having a, a little chat we flash back to lightning and the group and they take the ship that they found and they get away from the cops and then all we know is that towards the end of the scene, we crash land somewhere. This part is very
2: Star Wars, this airship battle. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, well, there is something in, in the airship deal pa- after the snow issue. Uh, there's a news clip that they show within that ship that the Psycom leader, uh, which is, uh, is I, Dysley, Dysley. yeah Diesley, announces he's basically like the Pope, I should say. Right. He announces that the the purge, how traumatic it was and how how much of a, a tragedy it was to find a pulse C, but you know, the relocation, the purge was a success. Everybody is now in their new homes and in, in pulse and you know the pulse menace or whatever is, is gone. And that's that's it. They basically just lied. Yep.
0: Not the government. Yeah, no. <laughs> Who would do that? Yeah, so that uh, that sets us up nicely for chapter four, which will be how we start off at the next segment. Um, thoughts on this first segment, guys? Good stuff. Ready, ready to go with the next part of it. <laughs> and, and I think the game
3: really—they—they they made sure to take their time to walk you through this game. Um, so there's a lot of tutorials, but I mean, there's a lot to learn. This game has a lot of stuff packed into it, um, so they do a good job of kind of letting you get comfortable with the the fast paced battle system, uh, with
0: the Crysterium. Um I like I like how they set it up. Yep, um, and basically now that we've got our nice plot set up, we we know what this game's going to be about more or less. I personally other than the confusion of maybe the terms and not understanding what's going on, I think this is a really strong opening. Uh, I remember the first time I played this, at this point, I was invested, wanted to know what happened and see how all the the game, the, the story is character-driven. Like, you want to see the, the personal conflicts of these characters and all that. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what everybody else thinks. Yep. Shall we jump into the listener feedback? Let's do it. So Brett from Skeleton House, um,
2: I don't really understand what's going on b- beyond the Final Fantasy Crystal's business, and don't like the characters at all yet, except Saz. But the battle system is a lot of fun once they actually let you use it. Uh, despite not liking the characters, I don't I don't hate them like I did the last time I tried to play through thirteen. Um, overall, overall good time, thumbs up emoji, much better than
0: expected. So. Uh, Brett is a little bit on the fence. Corey, I told you people hate the characters of this game. (laughs) (laughs) They they can be wrong. (laughs) Uh, Deesa said, That opening, with two exclamation marks. It's still amazing to see that opening video. It gets you dreaming of adventure exactly like a Final Fantasy should do. The combat in this game is also just absolutely amazing. It's a perfect blend of the old and new, and I wish they went back to something more along these lines. Combat has a tendency to feel a bit slow and clumsy when they go full action-based. All in all, I just loved getting back into this, and the segment flew by. Can't wait to play more on Monday. My birthday is on Sunday. Happy birthday! Happy Happy birthday! birthday. Happy birthday! I guess it's still Sunday for her. Yeah. It began with a bang and leaves you imagining adventures to come. So Deesa's more positive on it. So that's good. Nice. Frost
2: states this game is everything. Fun, fast-paced combat, a cast of characters with real flaws, inept uh, stormtroopers, giant boss enemies, and space pope.
0: It's very true. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Okay, I mean, where's the lie? Yeah, it's, it's what's true. that Bill Corey? That makes me think of that Bill Hader uh, uh, S N L skit you love so much. Oh my God, Stefan! <laughs> this place has
3: everything. This game has everything.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Overall, I think.
2: The game does a good job of showing you the ropes in, the, in these opening chapters, allowing you to get accustomed to the Crystarium and the battle system, and easing you into the combat slowly. Question, though, how often do you think Hope is going to get is getting boners with all the hugs Vanille is throwing his way?
0: Maybe that's why he told, tells her to get off that, in that one scene. He didn't want her to. Do anything. <laughs> I, mean, I do like a redhead. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
3: and he is 14 so we all know how 14 year olds are Uh, just running around with a boner the entire time (laughs) pretty much (laughs) uh rob k says really really enjoying the game so far the battle system is good once you get your head around it except for the bullshit that is game over if the main dies totally agree Uh, the game looks great even on a ps3 and sounds even better probably one of my favorite ff soundtracks so far I'm actually enjoying how linear it is as well. I'm super burnt out on open world games at the moment. So it's much more enjoyable when I tried and play it at launch. Yes. Another person person's finally feeling the burn of open world. <laughs> I, the, the linearity does not bother me because they did such a good job on the story. So it doesn't bother me at all. But I also agree with his comment about the bullshit that if the main dies, it's game
0: over. I, I do hate that part. Yep. That's uh. They fixed that in thirteen two, which is why I say the thirteen two battle system is better. But our um, excuse me, Rob says loving the game so far. The battle system is fun, especially now that I'm getting the chance to build my own paradigms. Can't wait for more options to open up. The story is definitely less confusing when you've played it before, so I feel like I'm actually enjoying it more, knowing what's actually happening now. Always fun to watch Snow get punched. Saz and Vanille <laughs> loved them. Hope. Dot 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 dot. Lightning is one of my favorite <laughs> protagonists of the FF series, and always loved her. I do hate the main character dying in the game. Definitively, was a bad choice on that. But otherwise, loving the game so far. Also, the locations are awesome. Love the frozen lake. The hope hate. I can't get down with it.
3: <laughs> well, early on, I can see why people would not like hope, but He's I mean, there's, such a there's... whiny bitch. But I get. He it. I get is it. whiny. But as it. we progress through the game, I think
0: we'll, we'll see how it goes. He ha- he's a rich kid who watched his mom die and got deported because he happened to be on vacation. That would. <laughs> I, I think I'd be a little bitchy too. Yeah. <laughs> I love how you break that down just like that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. So Kai, they, them. Uh, this segment is largely a great opening, followed by what may be the weakest gameplay section. Ooh, the characters on, on show were fantastic and we get a great idea of what each character stands for for the most part. Manil and Saz get the weakest showcase here, even if they are the grounding for the team otherwise. The music is fantastic, of course, and the FMVs are just something else. Even when they are lower res than everything else, overall, I love this game and I'm very excited moving forward. Agreed. Yep. Well, well stated.
0: I like it hey listeners this is editor scott coming to you from the future i realized after rich and i finished recording the episode that we didn't play the tea time that bill recorded for us with his thoughts on the first segment of the final fantasy 13 rpg club so without further ado
1: here's that and now it's time we join an old friend once again it's tea time with bill Hello and welcome to Tea Time with Bill and I just recorded Tea Time with Bill and it was like 15 minutes long and I realised Scott's going to absolutely hate that so here I go again this is a really quick version keep up people keep up Frost put your phone down listen yeah put it down right first of all people this game is unbelievably beautiful one of the best things to do while you're playing Final Fantasy Thirteen is just to stop Turn around and look at the vista. Look at things behind you. Look at things below you. Look at things above you. It is amazingly beautiful. Things I really found beautiful in this segment. Uh, I liked the uh, way you can see the top, like the roof of Pulse while you're in the hanging edge. I liked uh, the stairs and stuff and the way the Fowl thing looks when you go into the vestige. And then I also really liked uh, the way the Crystal Lake looked. But oh my god, the Crystal Lake gets really fucking boring really fucking quickly. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> it's still beautiful. I still stopped a lot and looked around. Also, often when you start the segments, look behind you. There's normally an item. And yeah, just unbelievably beautiful, this game. Just unbelievably stunning. Things that I liked during this segment were I liked the stairs with snow. I was very disappointed it was a bit short. Uh, but doing those stair segments, we had to go and flick the switches and the, sweat, the stairs would change over. That was really cool. Yeah, that was it, basically. Other than that, I just liked how beautiful it was. Uh, kind of like the bit where you get onto that a weird ship thing that floats off with lightning and SARS. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot going on in this thing, because obviously you get all your characters coming in together, but they're all in different groups and different segments. Nora, let's get on to Nora, shall we? I think this was the bit I ranted about most. Nora are the worst bunch of people on the planet, or floating mechanical moon created by gods um, <coughs> uh, yeah so Nora are just terrible like yeah we're gonna save you guys because we're gonna be heroes we wanna be we're the heroes here yeah yeah I saw you fucking bunch of absolute beep um, yeah just terrible terrible people and Snow is just the worst of the lot of them they blatantly get all those people killed they could have just like tried to draw the fighting away from the groups of people who weren't fighting and then had someone back with them trying to help them escape but instead they just managed to just blow up that bridge and everyone fell to their death just just awful awful stuff and obviously uh hope's mum <laughs> she falls to her death as well she's she is tough she's not tougher than an exploding bridge uh, and then snow couldn't rescue her and then yeah we all know what happens there just Hope's just really butthurt about it. And like, I can understand it. Like his mum's just died. I can understand that. But you honestly don't take it out on Hope. Like your mum, don't take it out on Snow. Your mum's got up and picked up the gun. Also, Hope's mum is smoking hot. And yeah, so didn't like that. Hating Nora. Hate, hate, hate Nora a lot. Uh, But other than that, I kind of, like I've played the game before. I know they kind of redeem themselves. I know Hope in 13.2 is amazing. So keep with Hope, people keep with Hope. Um yeah, So I liked all those bits with, again, going into the vestige. I didn't like the fact they threw a behemoth at us as like the second boss. like I know it's called Beta Behemoth or something, and Snow has to fight him. But it's just like, guys, come on, save, come on, Square. Save those till the very end. Um, And also Anima, like, I didn't, like, I I didn't realise that boss was called Anima. Like, what a waste of the name Anima for a boss, being the uh, the pulse foul that you fight. Um, because, come on, like, Anima, like, when you think of Anima, you think of Final Fantasy X, this big epic thing. Like, I can't even remember what this thing looked like when I thought it. I was like, have I thought this thing before? did i skip over this no uh it looks more like it looks more like the final form of, La- of lavos if i'm honest <laughs> but yeah it's uh just a bit bonkers didn't really like that too much and also just a bit where they all kind of just woke up on the ice but yeah there's a lot going on uh i love the proposal scene with snow oh that was so good uh, there's so much going on and then you get to go for the long boring walk across the ice lake or crystal lake um and get to the end and yeah I really liked the gar- Guardio. is it the big bird boss that you have to fight with lightning and SARS that was really really cool um, I did enjoy that thing and uh, and then also you then have to finally fight the Idolons with snow I got that completely wrong and I thought I completely messed it up it doesn't give you any time to realise like to give you like to give you those couple of seconds to sort of work out oh I need to be used Ravinger and then Sen when she's about to attack um, it doesn't give you that time. So I was using Commando, ravaging, I like doing little combos and stuff, and I thought, oh, this is the one that gets the guest vault meter up, or whatever it's called. I was getting nowhere near the end, and I was like three, two on the timer, just like smashing square, and it went, yeah, you've done it. It's like, oh, I've done it somehow. <laughs> Pretty sure I didn't do it, but you go ahead, game. I did it, apparently. And, yeah, oh, oh that was a lot to squeeze in. Um, I'm sure there's a lot I've missed, you know, just best thing to do about this game just look around look look around there's so much beautiful lovely stuff that they put in I mean it's so funny because everyone talks about what a hallway it is and it is in a sense a hallway like most other Final Fantasy games although it does a terrible job of masking it in the same way Final Fantasy X does a terrible job of masking it but what this does really well is just having that extra world around you where you can see seeing the ceilings of Pulse seeing the lake down below and looking at all the different crystal waves and everything and then getting to the, the ruins just everything is just gorgeous and it's just it's a lot better than I remember <clears throat> if I'm honest I did get really bored of the of the long crystal <laughs> crystal walk in the end um but yeah lots and lots of stuff to go on i'm I'm very i think the main things for me that i'm intrigued about is how did sarah become a pulselessy can't remember that at all you know i i i assume she bumped into the C thing first or whatever it is uh foul C first but Yeah, I'm very intrigued to find out more about Sarah's backstory. I think that's the main sort of thing that's missing in my head while I play this, because I can't remember much about it. Uh, But yeah, just absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous game. And I can't wait to continue this in um, chapters four and five next. (sighs) Yep, I've still gone six minutes. (laughs) I, I don't know how I managed to squeeze all that in. And there's still so much more I wanted to talk about. Oh! Oh my god! I love this game. Right, guys, I've out. I'm really hyped up. I need to go get some more coffee so I can calm down. Love you all. I was peace out. Hope's a bitch.
0: You know, I was about to say that was a good tea time. And then he he slid that in, in there at the end. Uh, I will say, just to add on to what his question about how Sarah became a Falsy, or a Lissy, I don't think that uh, the game really goes into that. But it, I thought Bill had listened to my prequel audiobook novella that I recorded. Uh, But basically Sarah was just on a walk and she came up to the vestige and it was open and it it had never been open before. And she's like a history student. So she just kind of walked in and that was uh, a mistake. (laughs) Okay. uh, Back to the show. So that's it for the listener feedback today. And I think we're going to call the club to a close here. Anything else we want to say about this section before we move on? i'm super excited to keep going let's do this so the next segment is chapters four and five and uh so you'll know you're done with chapter five after there's a scene where you see what snows up to and he gets on an air bike that's the last scene of this chapter that'll be due on sunday may 29th but for now i think we are going to call this club to a close thank you gentlemen Uh, You can find all of our plugs and all that shit in the show notes, and we look forward to the next club. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.
1: Are you nostalgic for a simpler time?
2: A time where controllers didn't have so many buttons.
1: A time where games weren't so overly complicated by so many plot devices. Yeah. Me too. I miss my NES. Hi, (laughs) I'm Bill and I absolutely love old video games, but I didn't have anyone to play with. So I decided to start the Super Switch Club. That's right, a podcast dedicated to discussing and reliving the nostalgia of retro video games that are also on the Nintendo Online Virtual Library. Each week, my friends and I will discuss games from the NES to the SNES. Games like
2: Super Mario World, Kirby's Dream Land 3, Donkey Kong Country, The Legend of Zelda, Super Metroid, Balloon Fight,
3: Punch-Out!
1: A link to the past f-zero and so much more the super switch club is a podcasters assemble style show from the we can make this work probably podcast network where we'll be replaying and discussing some of our favorite video games from our childhood
2: so join us on the super switch club where you can relive the nostalgia of tearing your hair out over an nes game that loves to troll the shit out of you
1: Festival, you can too. Head on over to probablywork.com
2: slash super switch club now to learn more.